is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. And we're delighted to have you with us here on this Thursday afternoon. We hope you'll join us. Tell us what's on your mind and what your take is on that subject. 360-676-5464 is the phone number. And uh, President Biden spoke about the, uh, what do we call them, UFOs, a little bit earlier. We don't yet know exactly what these three objects were, but nothing, nothing right now suggests they were related to China's spy balloon program or that they were surveillance vehicles from other, any other country. Yeah, he's talking about the three that they shot down last weekend, not the spy balloon. I guess they confirmed or they're maintaining that that was indeed a spy balloon that they shot down last week off the Carolina coast. But he also says they they don't know what they are. Here we then. don't have any evidence that there has been a sudden increase in the number no. of objects in the sky. We're now just seeing more of them partially because the steps we've taken to increase our radars, to narrow our radars. Or a lot more targets to shoot at. I just, let's not get trigger happy, I guess, is uh, my thought here with uh, stuff flying around and... Um, just, I, I, I understand if, if something is posing a hazard to aviation, but um, golly, it just seemed like all of a sudden we got to just shoot everything out of the sky that we don't know. That we just don't know what it is. It just seems like a bit of an overreaction. But we hope to hear from you. 360-676-5464 is our phone number. And it doesn't matter what is on your mind. You steer the conversation. We start with Jim in Seattle. Hi, Jim. Hi, uh, Joe. How's your day going? I'm doing well. Doing well. You wanted to talk God and government. We've we've talked about this, uh, you know, over the last couple of days. Yeah. Yes, I don't know. I would say it's potentially dangerous. Uh, how so? I don't know. I'm going back in time to read an essay by Gore Vidal. I'm not reading it now, but. Uh, he pointed out that there's Armageddon was the title of his book, uh, a second title to one of his books of essays, and also uh, the title of the article. And this has to do uh, with at that time in the 80s. Uh, I'm wondering if it still exists. I didn't look it up yet, or if I ever do. Uh, but it was an alliance between the right-wing Christian evangelicals in our country and the state of Israel. And there's a guy named Schofield that was responsible for these dis- writing about in the 1840s. He was like, you know, uh, whatever you call that, um, pre- predestination or something like that. Okay. But he had seven years of dispensations that would happen in the final battle between good and evil, uh, which was interpreted to be between uh, us and the uh, Soviet Union, the godless communists. Uh, which I will point out have 20,000 churches in the Soviet Union and synagogues in the Soviet Union at the time I read it. Uh, but they, he says this is a pact with the devil. This is uh, a alliance between the Christian evangelicals who are anti-Semitic, but pro, uh, paradoxically and uh, contemporary and uh, paradox, paradoxically and uh, I forgot the other word. They're, they're at the same time, they're anti-Semitic, but they're uh, also uh, pro-Israel and um, contradictorily pro-Israel. Well, doesn't, as and, I understand it, doesn't the—and and, uh, there are others, I'm sure, that could uh, correct me, but uh, if I'm speaking incorrectly here, but um, it seems that there is a connection between the establishment of the state of Israel and the— what the you know the 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 final the 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 second coming or the uh, I forget exactly what they call it so I guess I do need to be corrected uh, yeah I don't know if ultimately the rapture but there's there's a, a connection there and so um, so the the establishment of the state of Israel as I understand it is is um, uh, heartily celebrated by uh, evangelical Christians but. Um, Yes, but this is in some ways different, uh, uh, important, because they believe that uh, I think it was a little town of Armageddon, roughly 55 miles north of Tel Aviv, 
and that's where the final battle is. And so a lot of this went on to Reagan, I believe. He uh, uh, believed in this kind of stuff, or at least he immersed himself in that stuff. And they were in the essay, they were talking about, you know, when is this final coming? And a lot of people seriously believed that, and they could uh, put that into motion, although uh, I'd have to find out an update on how uh, intense this uh, division and potential cause of conflict is, because I just read on uh, Medea Benjamin's article on Counterpunch Day. It's a good article. You could read it if you're confused about the Ukraine war. Uh, uh, it's good because uh, I believe uh, the Israeli prime minister was trying to broker a peace, or at least was questioning the um, uh, conflict itself, even though, you know, because it's a proxy war in a way for us, and uh, there's many facets to it. Uh, but he was actually kind of in, uh, trying to instigate some sort of talks, I believe. You'd have to read the article. But that would be progress, even though he's pretty far right, I think, the Israel nation is right now. Okay. So... So I guess that would be some good that may come out of it. But uh, uh, I just wonder if uh, that old thinking is still pervasive, which I can't tell right right now. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I think there are those. I think uh, there are many um, you know, evangelical Christians who do support Israel, and um, maybe for uh, more than uh, reasons than that connection to their religious beliefs. But thanks for your thoughts, Jim. Uh, let's get uh, over to Robert in Bellingham. Hi, Robert. Hello. Um, I uh, think that, the, that I've heard people say that the tax, that the rich people pay the most taxes, and that could be the case because I wouldn't be surprised because they have most of the money. But um, yeah. I do think they need a lot of their money for um if they run, if somebody runs a business, they're going to have to have a big building often, or a lot of equipment. A lot of times, they need a lot of money just to run the business. So that's money that they someone deducts, and the tax code can allow for that. But I do think I would like to see a more progressive income tax because even though business use a lot of money to run, sometimes there are a lot of very wealthy people out there with private yachts and, and things like that, and private jets and all of that. So, um, I, of course, if you tax them, it, it is going to affect the middle class, too, because it's people who work to maintain the private jets and all of that. And I really think there's a lot of people that, you know, they've gotten a lot of money from owning a home, and, and then there's a lot of tax breaks. And the middle class doesn't pay a lot in taxes, probably, at least in the federal, the income tax. But, of course, there's Social Security and there's local taxes, too. But I think that the middle class is probably going to, upper middle class especially, is probably going to have to pay more, raising the cap on Social Security income and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah, to, to uh, fully fund or, or better fund that program, for sure. I That's what seems to be the easiest fix, but uh, that's a tough fix to get through uh, through Congress also. So, all right, Robert? Yeah, it's kind of like the Republicans, it's a third rail. They don't want to raise taxes, and the Democrats don't want to cut benefits. And I uh -huh. think it's a little better to raise the taxes. And one of the problems is sometimes they wonder why they didn't raise the debt. Feeling. I looked that up, and this is an article in the New York Times, and they said that it would be filibustered in the Senate. The Republicans would filibuster it, and there's only one or two bills they could get through because of the filibuster problem. So they got the infrastructure bill through, and they just wished they could do the rest, but it was too much. It was very hard to get that through, and they were like, well, we got that through, and that's about all we can do for now because the Senate's going to filibuster everything else. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, Robert. And well, and uh, any bill could be stalled in the House, which is controlled by Republicans now. So it doesn't even just take a filibuster in the Senate. Um, that I, I would still say that uh, we would refuse to pay our bills and default on loans we've already taken out at our nation's peril. But uh, let's move on. Rich in Ferndale has some thoughts on Israel. Hi, Rich. How's it going, Joe? Good, good. 
So you were alluding to uh, a prophecy in the Bible. The end of days, I guess, is what uh, I guess I was trying to think of. Or somewhere in the New Testament it says the nation of Israel will come back again, and so in 1948 it did after six million Jews were exterminated. I just got done reading a book, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu's autobiography, and he is a I would say a Jewish American. He grew up in America just as much as in Israel. His dad was a uh, professor at many U.S. universities as well as in Israel. An amazing story of the transformation of the nation of Israel from the year 2000 to now. Netanyahu became prime minister in 96 for the first time and out in 99, and then he became finance minister in 2002. And one of his quotes in the book is, 2002, Israel had 50% of its population on some sort of government assistance. And most businesses and banks were state-run. That's how they set up the nation in the late 40s. It was basically a socialist country. They had a, well, it's called the Knesset, but it's like a Congress. They pass bills and they have elections, but it's very government-controlled. So in the 20-year period, That nation is now one of the most highly technological nations on Earth. It has one of the smallest populations, smallest land area, and they have cutting-edge science, medical, and agricultural things. We, I use things, and we use things here from Israel, because what he did is they opened up the free market and, and privatized most of those businesses, including all of the banks. It took a long time. But that country is amazing now, and it's a great story of how freedom and free markets can make a nation very prosperous. And that's why the U.S. has been prosperous. However, we are going down the other trail of governmentizing everything and having red tape. And one of the things he said, too, cutting red tape was super important to spur on growth. It was Israel was somewhat of a second world nation until 20, 25 years ago. There's so much people on government assistance, super high taxes, so they cut programs and they cut taxes. And in the end, they had more revenue and they were able to do more things for impoverished and uh, the, you know disabled. And But they first had to grow the economy to get the revenue. And it's a good book, but I know if you read it, Joe, you'd probably hate it because it's opposite of liberal 100 percent, totally opposite. Okay. But well, it's I, I, you know, sure. I and I, I think Israel, it's, it's a good. They're a good um, ally to have in the Middle East. I don't agree with all of their policies, and I certainly don't agree with uh, everything Netanyahu has done. I don't think he's of done. Not. I don't think he's. Well, no, no, no. I don't. I'm t- you, you won't let me speak, but I, I don't believe he's been a, a, a that uh, he's not been a partner for peace in that region. And uh, he has, uh, you know, been an and antagonizer Joe, of, uh, of those who are that. enemies of Israel. And I, and I, I don't see as that as being productive, but that's just well, my take. But Well, uh, but that's because, Joe, you listen to the corrupt media, and it's the same oh, in Israel. Okay. They lie nonstop, Joe. Look at the right. last three or four okay. years, the amount of peace deals Israel has entered into with the Middle East. They have more peace deals now. They made than yes, they years. they have, and that those are positive moves. But once again, they've made peace deals with peaceful nations, peaceful Arab nations that are prosperous themselves. They have not made any steps toward uh, you know making peace or solving the problem with uh, with Palestine with the Palestinians. Yes, they have, Joe. And it's they, in the book, they, and they, they have many times. See, yeah. there's one okay. basic underlying right. okay. there's one basic underlying thing with this, and it comes down to religion. There is the reality for 3,000-plus years, Palestine and the surrounding countries want to wipe out Israel. It's a thing on the Jews. It's biblical, and it happens today. Palestine is always against—they don't even want to recognize that Israel's a nation. They've been tried to put those in the trees over the years, recognize Israel as a nation. They will not do it. Well, that's why Israel, I believe, does, you know, they deserve our support, and and right. um, and and we are right to be allied with them. At the same time, I think Israel has to work more toward 
making peace with those people and and marginalizing those that don't want to have a peace agreement with the with but, them. But um, those, but that's those, not okay. true because all that's right. the media, and that's I understand, Joe. I understand. I know. Why you I listen it, but... to the lion media. That's all I do. We'll take a quick break. Be back with more. We want to hear from you. Three six zero six seven six five four six four. Whatever's on your mind. Deward and Bodie's President's Day mattress sale is on now at their mattress showroom on Meridian next to Home Depot. Shop presidential savings up to fifty percent off on Whatcom County best selection of mattresses from the industry's leading brands. Shop this President's Day weekend and get exclusive in-store coupons like an additional $100 off in-stock mattress purchases. Get savings up to $800 on select mattress sets from Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, and Sealy. Plus, get free delivery setup and haul away of your old mattress. Save your presidents and pay no money down and no interest up to six full years on qualifying mattress purchases. Now is your chance to get one-of-a-kind deals on closeout mattresses, floor models, and clearance savings up to 50% off. Save on adjustable bases, boxes, sheets, pillows, and more. All on sale. Don't miss the President's Day mattress sale on now at DeWard and Bodie's Bellingham Mattress Showroom and experience the best in-stock selection of mattresses, free mattress delivery, and no interest financing up to six years. Financing OAC qualifications apply. Boy, have I got a deal for you. How many times have we heard this from typical salespeople? Or you're absolutely worn out from negotiations or having snake oil pitched to you in the finance department. I would like to personally invite you to Hinton Chevrolet where you won't take a bath during or need one after your vehicle purchase. I'll even personally sign your paperwork with you. Hinton Chevrolet doing business with a tradition of trust since 1947. Located on the guide in Linden across from McDonald's or online at HintonMotors.com. When you make Spring Creek by Bonaventure your home, you're not only getting the retirement of your dreams, the simplified lifestyle you deserve, and a spacious suite, you become part of our community. At Spring Creek by Bonaventure, new neighbors become best friends. Book a tour at retirementperfected.com or call us at 360-746-2432 and discover what it means to live life on your terms. Come in today and learn how we can save you thousands. Once again, that's retirementperfected.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us here on this Thursday afternoon. We hope to hear from you. Some call him despicable. Otherwise, say he's just misunderstood. It's John from Ferndale. Hi, John. <laughs> hey, J- hey, Joe. Truth tellers are, are often maligned. Okay. All um, right. Benjamin, Benjamin Netanyahu is, is up on a litany of bribery charges, fraud charges. He's about to go on trial. I don't know what's going to happen, but um, yeah, uh, Israel took a turn when I forget the name of that leader who was assassinated, who was, you know, wanted to seek peace. It's Akrabin. Assassin. Yeah, it's Akrabin, right. Um, uh, before I get to the the train stuff, uh, this, you know, talking about Reagan and religion and Christianity, this carryover from yesterday, I was really shocked when I found out Nancy Reagan was totally into astrology, and she, like, uh, helped schedule Reagan's meetings, uh, you know, in conjunction with all the BS cusp of this and the crest of that in in horoscope stuff. And I've gotten so many people, you don't believe in astrology? No, I don't. I don't believe in that stuff. But it, it's amazing how many Christians do and how many Christians will wear cotton and, you know, uh, uh, other fibers at the same time, how many Christians eat shellfish and uh, oh, pork, right? All things prohibited in the Old Testament. Okay. For hmm. good reason. For good, good reason, because you couldn't eat pork. There was trigonosis back then. We know how to test for that with science. <laughs> and, you know, that means we can, we can have bacon bits in our salad without worrying about dying. Mm-hmm. Now, this train disaster in Palestine, Ohio, you know, even Fox News had to admit that Barack Obama, our wonderful, wonderful ex-president, he had legislation to put, like, to upgrade the brakes, 150-year-old pneumatic brakes, and they're like, let's update them. And guess who sabotaged all that? Our former disgraced President Trump. 
And so this can be tied directly to the Republicans who took payoffs from the railroad companies, you know, to their political campaign. The legislation got changed. They didn't have to spend the money on a new braking system. And if, you know, and if the little people lose their homes or, you know, their they get their homes are destroyed or whatever, they have to drink bottled water for who knows how long, you know, and you, you got Re- Republican Governor Mike DeWine who was refusing uh, Biden's help. And it's like, I don't know, you know, we need to 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 calm the waters and to, like, rebuild wow. the fellowship amongst our nation, right? But Republicans hate the country, Joe. That's the thing. They don't live. They well, want to shrink the government down to the size where they could drown it in a bathtub. That was the, 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 the creed of the Republican Party from Mr. Grover Norquist, who well, was married that, to a Muslim. That was his, his but, creed. Neither but, here or there. Okay, all right, all right. Well, I, I Rules think, for we and not for thee. And I've, I've, now I've heard uh, this uh, Ohio train derailment, and thanks, John, uh, politicized on both sides. It's, uh, you know— Biden, Buttigieg's fault. It's now it's uh, it's Trump's fault, and I don't any, hear anybody really pointing fingers at the train, the, the you know the the railroad that um, apparently, uh, from what the early reports say, had a train that was not properly maintained, hauling really dangerous stuff, and uh, that's where I, I think we should be focused. But, yeah, I think we need to make our railroads and uh, we need to invest our infrastructure and um, make sure that uh, these accidents are, if they they do happen, are very few and far between. But I think all of a sudden, oh, look at it's uh, the, you know, the Biden administration allowed this to happen or Trump or whatever. But I think um, deregulation, it's going to it's it's going to lead to accidents. Ultimately, if there's if there's no rule book. And no rules that anybody has to play by. But those are my thoughts. Let's go to uh, Bruce in Bellingham. Hi, Bruce. Hi, Joe. Yeah, it was interesting listening to uh, Ferndale John. He's been, uh, sounds like he's been drinking mash and talking trash today again. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to comment on, uh, on taxes, federal taxes, okay. uh, and the origins and, uh, the sway of the political party to each one. Now, we all know, as you know anyway, the Democrats like to increase taxes and make government larger to protect everyone. The Republicans, as I see it, uh, like want to cut taxes and uh, give tax cuts and keep the economy roaring along at about 3.5% GDP. And if if that, according to Larry Kudlow, uh, John can look that up and talk trash about him tomorrow. Uh, according to him, if we maintain that three and a half percent GDP growth, then uh, we won't have to raise taxes. Okay. For for what? I mean, are you talking for about anything? Okay. All right. Well, we, I I I don't have the numbers in front of me to dispute that. That seem that you're talking about social security and everything as as well. Yep. Uh, according to Larry Kudlow, he was President Trump's uh, economic advisor, mm-hmm. and he has on uh, the Kudlow rib yeah. on uh, on yeah. the afternoon show from. Uh, Lars. Right, yeah, we run it during Lars, and then uh, Larry Kudlow's yeah. show airs on uh, Saturday evenings. But oh, uh, does it, it? What time? 7 to 10. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll listen KGI. to that. Yeah, I didn't know he was show. on there. Yeah, we had him on before he joined the Trump administration, and now he's come back, now that he's out of uh, public oh, okay, life. Oh, so, okay, great. Yeah, okay. Okay, well, thanks. All right, Bruce, thanks for your call. Although, I think uh, that, uh, I mean, I understand that. I mean, we we could be roaring along at three and a half percent growth every year. I I'm sure that would be a positive in in more ways than even just taxes. But that I, there are so many so many influences on the economy and how it grows and how it 
whether it's uh, international conflict that affects the price of oil and transportation and all this stuff. But uh, let, we'll take a quick break, very quick. We'll be back in two minutes, and we'll hear from Keith, Michael, JT, and you here on KG Mike Connects. Are you thinking about retirement and wondering if you can even afford to retire? Are you concerned with layoffs at your company and wondering how you would afford individual or COBRA insurance for your family if you should lose your group coverage? Do you know if you or your dependents qualify for tax credits through the Washington Health Plan Finder? Tune in this Saturday at noon to hear Marsha Neal, Senior Agent at Vibrant USA, explain how working with an independent broker can help put your mind at ease and give you the answers you need as you prepare for your future. When you make Spring Creek by Bonaventure your home, you're not only getting the retirement of your dreams, the simplified lifestyle you deserve, and a spacious suite, you become part of our community. At Spring Creek by Bonaventure, new neighbors become best friends. Book a tour at retirementperfected.com or call us at 360-746-2432 and discover what it means to live life on your terms. Come in today and learn how we can save you thousands. Once again, that's retirementperfected.com. Hello, folks. Are you ready to get your estate planning affairs in order, but you don't know where to start? Would you like to hear about the difference between wills and trusts? Do you want to learn how to avoid probate? Do you have questions about Social Security and Medicare? Is it important to you to make life as easy as possible on your spouse and loved ones if something should happen to you? This is Phil George. I'm an elder law and estate planning attorney here in Bellingham. Join me right here on KGMI every Saturday at 1 p.m. for the Aging Hour, and let me show you how to set your family up for success in your retirement. Latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Don't worry about your furnace on the coldest days of the year. Talk with West Mechanical, your independent train dealer, about replacing your old inefficient furnace with a train comfort system. Today, find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. And we go right back to the phone. Oh, we lost Keith in Linden. Let's go to Michael in Linden. Hi, Michael. Hey, Joe. How are you today? Very good. Very good. I just want to, you know, one thing where all these climate change activists have, have suddenly gone. Um, has anybody heard the report that was made by the... The reporter in Europe that says the United States is the people that actually blew up the Nord Stream pipeline, which released all that carbon monoxide into the air. And now we have this big chemical, you know, pollution hanging over Ohio and traveling into other states. And, you know, when I look at that photo of that train wreck, to me, it encapsulates the Biden Build Back Better agenda. There's nothing that's been built back. There's absolutely nothing that's better. And, you know, they're talking about a climate crisis, but at the end of the day, it's the government so far that's, you know, causing uh, the climate crisis. At least with the Nord Stream pipeline, they sure did. You know, not to mention all these trains are crashing left and right and derailing. Uh, here in Whatcom County, you know, we had people that were putting shunts, if you remember, causing that train to derail and Custer and catch on fire. And, you know, again, people that were doing that were Democrat supporters and voters. Now, we don't even know what the, the official cause for the train derailment in Custer has not been announced. And to say that it was caused by Democratic supporters and voters, I, I think that's a bit of a stretch. But maybe they could have. Maybe they were non-voters. But all right, Michael, we'll leave it at that. But once again, the Nord Stream, uh, whoever blew it up, it was blown up, apparently. It wasn't in operation at the time. Uh, so, at, uh, anyway, let's go to JT in Bellingham. Hi, JT. Hey, Joe. How you doing? Good, thanks. <laughs> no, it was caused by a butterfly uh, flapping its wings in Argentina. <laughs> That's right, the butterfly effect. <laughs> <laughs> no, on a serious note, I just uh, talk. I wanted to talk about the trains. Okay. Okay, uh, I'll just say this. I had a, <clears throat> he's passed away now, but I had a, a relative who was once a, a yard master at Roseville, Roseville, California Switching Yard, okay. which is the largest one on the West Coast. Uh-huh. The terminus of the Intercontinental, the first railroad. Now, <clears throat> what happened in Ohio, I was watching it all. For 40 minutes, 
So they have what was called a hot box. What that means is the axle bearing has seized, uh-huh. but the train keeps moving. And it gets hotter and hotter, or it's about to seize. The friction is going. The, the bearing is failing. And a hot box, I mean, if you, if you don't have anything volatile in the car, maybe they'll catch it. I, you know, yeah. they had a hot box back in 1972, Vietnam, and it was hauling ordinances to be flown to Vietnam, bombs, and uh, that were manufactured in Hawthorne, Nevada, south of Carson City. And they came through Roseville, and they had a hot box, and it set them off. Wow. And it was the spring, look it up on the Internet, the spring of 1972. And it went, it, the, it blew and blew for like quite a few, uh, quite a while, ripped out the entire tracks. Uh, car axles were falling through people's roofs of their houses. Wow. Et cetera. Now, I saw the video footage of this uh, Ohio East Palestine incident, and there was a hot box for 40 minutes. Now, if it's, I think they have to structure. You know, a lot of way to approach it. I know with uh, truckers on the interstate, when you're ha- uh, hazardous materials, you have a whole super set of regulations about your equipment and the the. Uh, Qualification of the driver, etc. Mm-hmm. They need to, if they're going to haul really dangerous stuff, they need to is, over uh, increase their inspection of these uh, the equipment. Uh-huh. So it's, it's that makes that, sense. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think it's any kind of a conspiracy. It's a part of the routine of how railroads work. You get the these well. Well, they're yeah. running their trains longer and longer. We haven't increased our. Uh, the, all this stuff is right. It's nobody's fault. Everybody does it. It's just like before Katrina, there, there was tens of billions of dollars sent down to Louisiana to fix the levees, but it just went through people's hands. They didn't do the work. So you have to fix the infrastructure. You, you have to maintain, increase the maintaining, and all that. It's just obvious stuff. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I was okay. just listening to these people talk. I'm like, no, it was a hot box and it set off the train. Yeah, well, that that, that makes the- sense to me. Yeah, and I and ultimately, I mean, it's up to the railroad to maintain its equipment and 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 to maintain its track. As I understand it, railroad tracks are they're private property. They're not public thoroughfares. Uh, and I know there's a relationship between the the government. And and the railroads that um, goes back to I think the beginning of railroads, but um, oh, they sure had a sweetheart deal, didn't they, with the government? Yeah, and they've got their own they've got their own police force, the railroad police. That out, well, and then, you know, they gave them uh, every other section. That's mm-hmm. a square mile. A section is a square mile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every other section in the regions were just were on the promise they put the railroad through. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Right. They're huge landowners. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's why when you look at those um, national forest maps, where you see all this checkerboard on the fringe of the national forest, uh-huh. you know, one is national forest, and then it's private. Then national, you know, like there's a, it'll be like green and yellow, green and yellow. Uh huh. That's because all those are sections that the yellow sections are the ones that were given to the railroads. <laughs> And the green ones are, are the federal land. All right, all right, interesting. Yeah, uh, but they don't they don't follow through, and then nobody, you know, we used to have um, they were called contract inspectors that worked for the government that weren't compromised, and so they hold the, the they'd hold these uh, private uh, money corporations to fulfill their contracts. Well, they're not doing it. Uh huh. Right. And, and they get away with it. And, you know, it's cheaper for them to buy off a politician than it is to fix the problem. But anyway. <laughs> I suppose. All right, JT. Thanks for your, thanks for your the inf- information. Interesting stuff. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's see. Uh, phone number 360-676-5464. Real quick before we take a break, let's go to Eric in Bellingham. Hi, Eric. Hey, Joe. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Hey, a uh, little bit. I listened to the, the show Pretty regular. I've listened to KGMI for a long time. 
And I guess this is kind of a plead. You know, we have way too much testosterone on the show. I would love to have a little more estrogen. And I'm not talking about Michelle because she calls almost every day. But I would love to hear more women call the show. They're just, you know, okay. men are generally pretty smart and have pretty good opinions. And I guess I would just uh, love to hear, you know, if the women are out there listening, you know, more women call. Because, Joey, frankly, you, I mean, you host the show almost every day except for when Bill fills in. And you usually have same people call, same opinions. Occasionally you get a different caller and they have something pretty cool to say. But, you know, the show would be a lot cooler. And I know this might hurt some guys' feelings out there, but, you know, if the guys that call every day just, Keep your topic down to one topic. Joe, you give them way too much time. And, uh, you know, the show would be a little more cooler if it were a little more, uh, you know, just mixed up a little more. Anyway, okay. that's, all right, Garrett. that's well, my opinion, and I it didn't take all day for me to give it. All right. Thanks, Eric. Well, I agree. I, I want, I'm hoping, I always hope that uh, women will call. And when we when I do see new names up there on the board, I get them on the air as soon as I can, and but still, I appreciate everybody who calls, and even our daily callers. I think uh, I look at us as sort of the roundtable, talking about these issues. And, okay, what's your take on this issue? What's your take on this issue? And our members of our regular group here are uh, always more than welcome as well. We'll take a quick break. Uh, we got three guys on the line next, and uh, maybe we'll hear from a woman in just a bit here on KGMI Connects. Back in two minutes. You love what you find. Your living room is looking pretty good, but there's something missing in that corner. It's time for a trip to Wilson's. Wilson's Furniture will have dozens of great-looking accent chairs to choose from, and one is bound to be perfect for your room. And right now, with winter sale pricing, that chair will look even better. Wilson's Furniture in Ferndale. Start off the new year with the resolution to get a better night's sleep. And Wilson's Furniture has one of the largest selections of mattresses in the Northwest. Memory foam, pillow top, inner spring, and adjustable in a wide range of firmness levels that guarantee you'll find the perfect mattress for you. All at winter sale pricing. Wilson's open seven days a week. Family room, living room, bedroom, or kitchen. If one or more of the rooms in your house needs a new look, then look to Wilson's Furniture to help you out. And with winter sale pricing, Wilson's will help you get the look for any room just the way you want it and at a price that will make you happy. Wilson's on Pacific Highway in Ferndale. This is Heidi Person, General Manager of the Cascade Radio Group, with a look at some good news in our community that we like to call the Upside. The Rotary Club of Bellingham's annual bell ringing event for the Salvation Army was a great success. This past December, the Rotary Club of Bellingham and guests, even Rotarians from other clubs and former Rotarians, spent time in front of area Hagen stores ringing bells, caroling, and playing instruments and getting shoppers to fill the kettles. A surprise anonymous matching donor also joined in the fun, essentially doubling the Rotary Club's efforts. The Rotary Club of Bellingham Foundation has been contributing to the Bellingham community since 1917, and they're always looking for new members. If you'd like to learn more, go to BellinghamRotary.org. The Upside is brought to you from a grant provided by Bayside Coin and Jewelry. They are the largest buyer and seller of gold and silver in the Northwest. Bayside Coin and Jewelry in the Iowa Business Park. If you have good news to report, email it to us at theupside at cascaderadiogroup.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Delighted to have you with us here on this Thursday afternoon. Let's go down to Big Lake, and John joins us. Hi, John. Hello, Joe. Uh, I I just, uh, there was brief mention in the beginning about the the so-called balloons. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway... This Biden administration, and and the word administration has to be in closing quotes, they have the notion that the populace is collectively stupid. The the large balloon that landed in the Atlantic was, was said to have had propellers and it could change direction and so on. And, and this so-called information came from the so-called administration. But a large balloon like that, it it would be impossible. It couldn't defy the power of the jet stream. At 60,000 feet, 
it couldn't independently navigate. They said it had propellers on it and and all this foolishness. It, It was carried by and followed the stratospheric wind. And not only that, but there was ample landscape for for uh, an early and safe shoot down. Montana has tens of people there and far more cows. But, you know, regarding this stupid administration, the <laughs> it, 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 it's hard to express the the safety of people by the millions was not considered when people were forced to ingest this worthless vaccine chemical. It, it, it's, it, it's crazy, and it is by design. Okay. The people are fed manure every day. They're told, for example... Fauci, the only thing he ever said that was truthful was in the very beginning of the so-called, again, so-called pandemic. Oh, boy. And he said, he said, masks don't work against viruses. But he was given a tune-up, and he changed his tune. Oh, oh, yes, we we need, we need masks. They're, they're, They're essential. When are people going to wake up that children were damaged, maybe irretrievably, by this stupid mask mandate in schools and keeping children out of schools? When are people going to wake up and recognize that politics and money are driving all these things? All right, but it all boils down to control. Control. I. I. And I. I guess if if there's a a a reason for control, then I would say okay. I. But I don't know why making us wear masks is this. Um, I mean, uh, the evil scientists wringing their hands in delight that. Oh, look at I'm making them wear masks. They look like a bunch of fools. Or I'm making their kids stay home from school. Aren't I? Aren't I clever? I, I don't know. I don't get that. But thanks, John. I uh, appreciate your thoughts there. Uh, and let's go to Kirk in Bellingham. Hi, Kirk. Good day, brother. All right. Let's get started. Um, okay. You're a Packers fan. Yeah. I'm a Dolphins fan. Okay. But we both like football. So mm-hmm. we could sit down and talk football and meet in the middle. Now, as far as John goes, he was, he's a Democrat. He was in the Navy. Hey, right on, brother. I'm a Republican. I volunteered for the Navy. Okay. And don't tell me because I'm a Republican, I hate America. That's, there's no way you get things done that way. If you can't sit down and find common ground, I would agree with that. And people and I, are too dug in on their sides now for having so many problems. You know, we've got more in common than we're actually seeing. And it's like, you know, hey, we're all Americans. And, you know, it, we disagree on a lot of things. But I mean, it doesn't mean like, the other side hates America, and I and I would agree because, uh, and I, I mean, the charge is made about liberals; they want to destroy America. The charge is made, uh, like you said, about uh, conservative. They hate America, and uh, how is that ever going to build any consensus or any, yeah, any I kind mean, of cooperation? You know, well, it, it's like it's like I said, uh, it's like uh, uh, the new cuss words lately are reaching across the aisle. That man, that's like a part of our past that you just don't see anymore. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, Kirk. all right, brother. Roll Thank deal. You have a good day. You too. Thanks for your call. And uh, we had uh, our earlier caller saying we need more women on the show. And uh, let's go to Trish in Everson. Hi, Trish. Hi, Joe. It was a little difficult getting through, but here I am. I'm glad to have you. Joe, do you remember? No, you're probably not old enough, but. 
Do you ever hear of Love Canal in upstate New York? Yeah, I remember, yeah, Love Canal. And Love Canal finally got bulldozed and was found to be so toxic that nobody could live there. Mm -hmm. And I had a horse that was uh, bred right near Love Canal who died at the age of 10. His full sibling died the year before at her age of 10, and many others did. And I'm sure cats, dogs, and the wildlife passed away over time. This is what I hope people will continue to look at in Ohio because, I mean, can you imagine facing a person in a hazmat suit who tells you, oh, it's okay here, you can breathe and drink the water? That certainly wouldn't give me a great deal of confirmation that it's safe. And people are talking about their animals dying. Uh, there's a rescue back there that 50% of their animals have already passed away since this. Um, I'd be really worried. And, you know, EPA didn't show up until, what, today? And Buttigieg was so busy worrying about enough people of color in the construction industry, he didn't even mention during his speech what's happening in Ohio, which is a great deal more current and more toxic. So I do worry about this administration because Pete Buttigieg has screwed up just about everything that's under his purvey. And this is another thing. I don't think these people are being considered correctly. And I really think that we should watch the people and the animals and the soils down the road. All right. This is okay. real quick. All right, Trish. All right. Pre- appreciate All right, you too. Thanks for your call. Let's go to Tim and Everson. Hi, Tim. Hi. I'm glad Trish called. Uh, I agree with Eric's phone call all the way. Uh, I have a, a quick com- a comment, a thought, and then we'll talk to Rose. So uh, I, I agree with Larry yesterday, and I completely disagree with Michelle. Because if you look at the term and how you use a term, as is the case with many words, John is despicable. I have no hatred for John, but he's not worthy of any of my consideration. So, moving okay. on, my my thought is, you know, a lot of this this religious talk in the last week. I, I and I don't have a thought one way or another. I just don't understand why, if there's a if there's a separation of church and state. Why do we have, in God we trust, on the back of all of our money? Well, as I understand that that specifically, uh, that that was placed there, and, well, it was during the, I believe, in God we trust, and the the line in the... uh, in the, um, the Pledge of Allegiance was added during the uh, the um, Eisenhower administration as a basically to set a, a, us apart from what was seen as the godless Soviet Union, the godless communist movement that uh, we were opposing at the time. And that's the same for the courthouses. Uh, I don't know about I courthouses. A lot of courthouses to do that. Okay. No, I was just, that's just a thought. So, you know, when we talk about this railroad, uh, and I agree with Trish that nobody's been there, nobody's really helped them out. Uh, I'll tell you this. I used to live behind the tracks in Custer, and Uh it seems like I always caught the train when the gate was going down. So I'd have to sit there. So I would I would I would count the trains, the the cars, just out of boredom, and most of those long coal trains were a hundred cars long. Uh-huh. Now, from what I understand, this this uh, this train that wrecked in Ohio, it was one hundred and fifty three trains long, uh, cars long. So I think they're pushing things too far. And I think the railroad, and I am an anti-union person, but I think the railroad union really got screwed over. There were there were three people, and one of them was a trainee on that on that train that wrecked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and I trains. heard, yeah, they just they have yeah, a, a I, small crew. Yeah, and and it 
I think they've been trying to streamline it and streamline it because I also saw another thing where people that worked for that railroad says, we, we, have, we used to have two people, and we inspected each car for five minutes. And now we have, no, I'm sorry, he said four people, and and we had uh, each car inspected for about, I don't know, he, he said three or four minutes. And says, now we have two people, and we look at each car for one minute. Uh-huh. So somehow okay. I don't know if the union didn't get short change there. And there is uh, there is some pushback on, on the railroad now, but they've got some shady stuff going in there because they've got, uh, uh, environmental company going in there and okay. telling these people, we'll check your water, we'll check your soil, we'll give you this $1,000 check, and you hold us harmless. Okay. All right, uh, Tim, I want to give Michelle a chance. She's been hanging on. Um, all right. Uh, a lot of – okay. Well, anyway, let's go to Michelle here in Bellingham real quick. Hi, Michelle. we got about a minute. Thanks. Hey. Okay, thank you, Joe. Just wanted to say one sentence. Okay. If you call somebody to their face despicable, you are going to be in big trouble. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's just sum it up that way. All right. Uh, I just want to say I heard a report that a teacher in California, uh, I don't know if it was grade school or middle school, but a teacher in California was fired because the teacher did not report. Uh, the teacher did tell the parents of this uh, of a boy who was coming to school dressed as a boy and then changing into girls' clothes at the school and being called by girls' pronouns and whatnot. And as a gay woman, I'm certainly sympathetic to LGBTQ problems, but at the same time, there is no way in the world that a teacher should be fired for informing parents that their uh, child is is trying to change genders. That's one of the most serious things in life you know, anybody could do, and, uh, I mean, especially a child who maybe doesn't know their own mind thoroughly yet. And the whole idea is ridiculous that the teacher would be fired over that. Well, I guess it it depends on what this policy is. If I I guess if the school policy is that... Well, I I suppose you could make that case, but the policy would be terribly wrong. But Mm -hmm. my one other point before you hang up... I got 10 seconds. Go ahead. Well... Anyway, if the student was smoking pot, they'd certainly tell the parents. Well, so that's probably that's true. I think that's not as serious as a gender thing. All right, Michelle, thanks for your call, and thanks to everybody who called today. Appreciate your input, and uh, we'll talk more trains and much more tomorrow, 4 o'clock, KG Mike and X.